0: Welcome to Coffee with Crane, I'm Joseph Patrick. This is a podcast series where I meet with industry professionals and chat about what's going on in the world of logistics. Please subscribe to Coffee with Crane on your favorite podcast player, and when you do, be sure to like, share, and comment, it really does help. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Crane Worldwide Logistics Vice President of the Middle East Sector, Chris Mitchell. Welcome to Coffee with Crane, Chris. Hey Joseph, how are you? I'm doing really well, my friend. Let's get to know you a little
1: bit better. Uh, How long have you been with Crane now? So I've just gone past my 10-year anniversary with the company. I'm actually just in the process of moving to the Middle East from Singapore, where I've been living for the last 15 years. And as it happens, uh, I'm on my first day out of a 10-day COVID quarantine. Uh, So I'm happy to be out of prison, so to speak, back in circulation and uh, enjoying it. Ready to roam amongst the people
0: once again. That's it. Well, let's get down to business, Chris. Uh, What would you say are the key
1: economic dynamics currently going on in the Middle East? Well, I think like most regions, you know, the the planning right now across the Middle East is how, you know, countries and economies try and emerge from what's happened with COVID. You know, I think the region has done a pretty good job overall in balancing, you know, opening up the economies and allowing businesses to start, you know, trying to get back to normal. Uh, And The peoples in, in Middle East, very diverse. Um, but I think united in, in a, a resilience and a resourcefulness, and, I, you know, it makes me pretty sure that, you know, the recovery is, is going to be successful. You know, a lot of focus right now in the Middle East is on the transition from traditional hydrocarbon reserves to renewable alternative sources of energy. And I think there are huge opportunities in the region emerging around the better uh, established uh, energy sources. Now, with reference to Saudi Arabia, how are things going over there? Well, you know, Saudi is an interesting place because you know their their vision is very much about that transition away from uh, you know the traditional hydrocarbons. The Vision twenty thirty is specifically around how to diversify the economy away from that, which is a long term vision, right? It can't happen overnight. Huge opportunities around investment in other areas of the economy. So, you know, the diversification of the Saudi economy around Vision twenty thirty is certainly exciting and is a huge buzz in the region um, and and certainly creating a lot of excitement yeah. Absolutely. Can you tell us more about the newest country of operations in the region? So, yeah, we opened in Qatar in 2020. Um, and, you know, that may not be everyone's idea of the perfect time to open a new branch um, in the middle of COVID. But, you know, there was a commercial imperative there around a new contract award with a, a major local you know, offshore drilling contractor. And that meant we had our boots on the ground. So, you know, we went ahead and opened up and the company was brave enough and and committed enough to make that happen. The circumstances for sure have been challenging. We're set for future growth and expansion. You know, Qatar is a a really vibrant market. There's very heavy investment in the natural gas market where, you know, they want to continue their position as a major gas exporter. And so there is significant investment in the market there, which we think obviously being on the ground, we're in a position to, to exploit. And it's not all about oil and gas and resources that are
0: also culturally vibrant uh can you tell us uh, what's coming up in 2022 over
1: there right so uh, of course the exciting thing we're looking to is the world cup in qatar in 2022, and, and the first time an islamic countries hosted the event you know we're very excited to unlock some of the opportunities that will come uh from that event and you know how our network can help support existing or potential clients with what they need to support that event so it's definitely uh, going to be a real focus on the region um, and the fact that Qatar managed to attract the World Cup uh, you know ahead of some of the other countries in the region is uh, a feather in the cap. It's truly telling. It, it's, a, it's a glorious place. It's growing, it's
0: blossoming, and, and it's fun to watch. It's a neat time to be alive and see this historical event taking place over there. The Middle East is known worldwide for its vast riches in oil and gas and the energy arena, of course. Is the oil and gas sector rebounding in any way in that region?
1: And there are some signs that it's starting to recover. Yes, we're seeing, you know, more budget inquiries for new activity and volumes are starting to recover a little bit. I would say overall, the sentiment is probably one of cautious optimism at the moment. Um, you know, the, the future energy transition will have a, an impact on the region and we're seeing more opportunities uh, around renewables and alternative energy such as green hydrogen and big investments there in, in Saudi. And we think that The Middle East is keen to be on the cutting edge of some of those transitions and and really position themselves as, as a player in that market. What I would say is we do see that the future potentially holds another cycle of investment in traditional oil and gas. As the transition to alternative sources does continue, we think there's still more investment to come in traditional energy because the the phasing in of of traditionals and renewables cannot happen immediately in in the Middle East economy. And so there'll be a transition period. We still see there's another phase of investment there and and drilling in a traditional sense in oil and gas activity will continue for, for another few years.
0: And it's not like flipping a switch. There has to be that transition period, that that time to grow this one
1: sector and, and slowly
0: fade away from this sector.
1: Right. And so, you know, we see the existing key production areas in the region like Saudi, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Oman, Egypt and Iraq. You know, all of those areas where we've got experience and, and good capabilities, we still see those as being Having a base of operations in the next few years while those you know existing resources are exploited, and at the same time, like you said, the transition will start to to phase in as investments in these alternatives come up in the region. yeah.
0: Now switching gears a little bit, Chris. Uh, recently, a very historic event has taken place. Uh, what do you believe has been the consequences after the us uh, withdrew from Afghanistan?
1: Well, I think it's fair to say, you know, there's still a lot of volatility and uncertainty across the region with respect to to the withdrawal. You know, the geopolitical balance in the region has always been sensitive and the dynamics are, are very finely balanced. You know, the immediate consequences around evacuation of personnel and refugees and equipment has created... You know, involvement from a logistics perspective and, and you know, it's been lent an element of urgency by, you know, the precipitous nature, nature of the withdrawal. It, it's really, you know, happened quite quickly. And so those decisions are expedited. You know, we've been involved through our government and defense team uh, with, you know, cargo charters, passenger charters, demobilizations of equipment. Uh, and that's ongoing. And, and you know, I think the, there will be continued opportunities around that as, as things change. You know, I think we can expect more opportunities as the concerned parties work out their next steps as to how to protect their interests and work with their general allies. Um, it, it really is a state of flux, as we always say in the Middle East, because of the nature of of the geopolitics in the region. Right, and so right now we're just
0: kind of waiting for the, the sands to settle, so to speak, a little bit so that we can get a better idea of,
1: of how to function over there. What opportunities yeah. do you see for crane worldwide in that region? Well, we see tremendous growth opportunities in the region. I mean, you know, the expanding our footprint around the energy sector, as we referenced uh, above, and certainly in government defence, given our connections as a US-based company and working with the US government in their deployments overseas, we see great opportunities there. And we see, you know, the growing prosperity in the region uh, with large centres of population in places like Saudi and Egypt. You know, we see opportunities there around the retail fmcg space where we've seen a lot of recent growth there's a lot of expansion in that retail market across the middle east all of that product comes into the region very little is, is fabricated and manufactured locally and so as countries open up again to more travel there is an accompanying economic dividend uh, in terms of you know more discretionary spending more travel and so you know we're, we're very much forecasting more economic growth across the region as as i say things open up again I think you hit the nail on the head with that. As the world opens
0: up, as travel begins to open up again, people can travel throughout the world and make that human connection with other countries once again. It's you know something that we desperately need right now is, is
1: things to open back up. Chris, do you have any final thoughts for us today? Not really, other than hoping everyone stays safe and healthy and, and manages to navigate these difficult times and, and obviously keeps accelerating forward. There you go. I like that. Accelerate forward. I appreciate that, Chris.
0: This has been great. Thanks so much for your time and your wisdom in these arenas. You're welcome to come back anytime.
1: Joseph, appreciate it. Thank you.
0: And thank you, dear listener, for tuning into this episode of Coffee with Crane. You can find all episodes of Coffee with Crane, as well as our Spanish-language podcast, Café Con Crane, at craneww.com under the Knowledge Center tab. Again, please, subscribe to Coffee with Crane on your favorite podcast player. And when you do, like, share, and comment. It really helps. So, until next time, I'll have a hot cup waiting for you right here on the next episode of Coffee with Crane. Goodbye now.